1: welcome to the latest edition of Alls Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Allsner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. Uh, we're going to be talking the Capitals latest win against the Flyers, the continuing saga of does this team need a goaltender, and Post Media's Aaron Valois, who runs basically the biggest newspaper chain in Canada's Olympic coverage, joins us to talk about wacky Beijing things and talk about the Great Wall. I actually just got back, Carl, from going to the Great Wall earlier today.
0: Yeah, which is so exciting. I mean, that's one of the I mean, my kids know it, and they're they're seven and five, and they, they know what the Great Wall of China is. So the fact that you got to do that is is sweet. And you explain, you, you, I'd love for you to explain a little bit just on 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 what it's like, and is it is it as cool in person as it seems like it would be?
1: Yeah, it was, and 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 we'll talk about it a little bit later. I know people want to hear capital stuff. Uh, against the Flyers, it took two goals in a short period of time from guarded Hathaway to win that game. Now, the Flyers are a really bad team, but what are your thoughts on, on, the, on the Capitals getting two points out of that game that they really needed?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they've had a stretch here against of playing some teams where um, you're kind of expecting to get some points, and uh, I guess with the exception of the Ottawa game, um, they've, they've done that. Maybe not as convincing as they'd like. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. It, there's, a nice highlight was was uh, Peter Laviolette getting his 700 win in Nashville of all places? I love when I love when things work out that way. So that's kind of exciting that he was able to get that. But um, but yeah, just going back to the, the game yesterday. If you look at the the breakdown and just love seeing some some unsung heroes that uh, that are contributing like Kempney, Mister Automatic, Snively. Like what is he three course. three of the last four games? This is amazing. Good for good for the area uh, and hockey here. We we'll have to try and get him on at some point. I think that would be uh, that'd be a fun one. And then Garnet Hathaway, like this is this is nice to to see um, those guys chipping in. But you know, when it comes down to it, we need the big boys to kind of be on that uh, score sheet at, at all points. I know Carly had an empty netter, but um, you yeah, know, it's it was just I don't know. I mean, these games you want to have a little bit more of uh, convincing victories. But we always uh, kind of say you're trying so hard not to play down to to the other teams and. Um, that can happen. So there's a bit of a stretch here of, of away games too, which sometimes can can really help uh, solidify a, a team at this point of the year. So we're hoping that that happens, but but yeah, it's, there's there's it seems to be just a couple things that aren't clicking the way they normally would. Like, yeah,
1: and, and there's and this home losing streak thing. Are you worried at all about this? Is there something that go, that that's going into this? It's unusual.
0: <laughs> it's sure. unusual for the Caps. Like that's not something that that the fans are used to, uh, to seeing losses at the, at the cap one. So I I don't know. I think that that can change with just a little bit more emotion. Um, I've, I've said before, I've been to a couple of these games recently, and it just doesn't seem like the, the life and the emotion is, um, is there like it normally is. So that's something that, you know, you can't flick a switch with, with that many things, but, but that is something that you can, you can find a way to just, uh, Turn on. You can decide if that's going to be that game. Someone in the dressing room can decide by by the, the amount of energy that they bring, and then and then hopefully you have the fans that are feeling it the same night that that the team is. Um, but good hockey can bring that out in everybody. So uh, you know, it's 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 not the whole point is you play for home nice advantage because you play best at home, but. If that's not the case, then no, it's not the case. and we'll i have to figure it out.
1: Well, it looks like this team's not going to get home my advantage in the playoffs anyway. I mean, if you're, if you're in one of those wild-card spots, you're playing one of these division winners.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be gross. Like, oh, the competition right now is, is just insane to see. And some of these teams are, are firing on all cylinders already. And, you know, it, it, there's obviously a chance of, of uh, emptying the tanks a little bit too early. Um, I've seen that happen before, been a part of it before. So it, it, can, it can happen. But... I don't know, it, it, when it comes down to it, the, the Caps are kind of a special team, they have special players there, and uh, and a lot of them have, have a good resume, um, know what to do, so I'm not too worried about it, however, we want to see wins, and we want to see good hockey, and, and that's kind of what I'm cheering for right now, I want to see, I've been harping on it all year, and I'm not a face-off guy, but even last game, I think 39% of the face-offs is, it's need. this is a puck possession team, they need, need a yeah. the puck, and I you the know, Flyers are usually pretty good on face-offs, but... You know, there's just little little details of the game that will get better, hopefully.
1: Has anything changed in the last week in week or so since we've spoken last about the goaltending situation and and, and does this team need a goalie? How fast does this team need a goalie and who is it gonna be?
0: Yeah, I don't really know that there's anything major that's changed. I've heard more talk about um, how unlikely it would be that Polarity comes here. Sure. Um, but you know, things Things can change, but by just one conversation can change something. But it's seeming less and less likely that that he will be coming this this direction. <clears throat> so um, there hasn't been any, you know, we're not getting any of the good the good inside info. But I'll try and I'll try and dig around a little bit. I was actually hoping to go and uh, skate, get bag skated today with with Ocean, <laughs> Mantha as they're trying to make some make some returns to the ice. So um, at some point we'll we'll chat with the guys and see if they're hearing anything, but. But yeah, it's, it's just so hard. You know, it'd be nice to get in, get in on the action, you know, sooner than, than everybody else where it becomes even more of a buzz closer to the deadline, but. Sometimes the deals just aren't there yet, you know? Well, th- those, those,
1: those of you who listen to this podcast regularly know that Carl's not a big fan of adding James Reimer uh, based on, on kind of your career against James Reimer. But the Sharks have, have fallen out of it a little bit. So I think a Reimer or a, a Corpus Allo might be what's happening here because I, I just think even if Brian McClellan doesn't want, doesn't think th- th- those goalies maybe aren't that much better than, than what he has, I just think in the case of injury or one of these guys blowing up, I think you have to have a veteran goalie around
0: yeah, I think you're right. I think injury is definitely something that we're worried about. It's it's kind of happened to both of them, quite a bit uh, over the last couple of years. So, if you can get someone at a good at a good price, um, just to make you feel a little bit better, at least to show that you tried to to do that, um, you know that that would be nice. Because you got to think how many times it happens where GMs are trying furiously. They're, they're they're just all day on the phone trying to find something. They can't find it. And the next thing you know, the fans, are, the fans, and front of the media were all like, "What the? heck's going on? Why didn't you go get a goalie?" Little do we know, they were on the phone all the time trying to find it. So, you know, it would be nice just to, you know as a a show of of that effort, I guess, to to bring someone in. But you know, the price has got to be right. You can't you can't give up a whole lot of assets, especially with a bit of an aging an aging core on the team. You kind of need to start building again. I
1: I've got one. Do you want Carey Price? Do I want him? Yeah. If 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 this becomes a thing, if if, if that's a possibility, would you want Carrie Price?
0: Oh hell yeah. Yeah, if that's a possibility to bring Price deal, you Bring him in. That would be, that'd be unbelievable. Uh, whether that would happen or not, that, how would that work? That the, would be the salary cap
1: makes it a problem.
0: Yeah, it's a big big time problem, and not just because he's you know he still has lots of term left on the deal too. So that would yep. that would make it darn near impossible. But man, imagine having. Gary price here, that would be that would be phenomenal. And I think he would love it here too. So that would be pretty cool. Why not you got me thinking now <laughs> I'll have to <laughs> i some numbers, see if it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you heard that as a rule?
1: I, I mean there's this this stuff out there obviously that, that the Canadians are going to into a full scale rebuild. This team clearly needs a goalie. If none of the, if your goalie of the future isn't on your roster, why not have a goalie of the present? Yeah. That's my I thought. Mean, it's a great thought,
0: yeah. And it would be it would be It'd be awesome, and if, yeah, I'm sure. I'm curious how many teams are kicking the tires on Kerry, but I think that the, the problem is that you you need to know that he's healthy, right? Like he's sure. uh, yes. his body is is he's gone through a lot, so that's a it's a big commitment to make to somebody who uh, is having to sit out probably a full season, so. That, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's something that we can, we can dream about, but I'm not sure if it's actually going to
1: happen. I'm, I'm glad I made Carl think about something uh, a little bit more. Usually uh, I on... don't I'm glad I got, I'm glad I got your, your, the gears in your brain moving on, on something uh, hockey-related here. Um, when we get back, come back on All's Caps. Uh, Aaron Valois, a friend of mine uh, who works for, the, for Post Media in Canada, uh, and I were going to talk about the uh, Beijing, wackiness, my trip to the Great Wall, and then later on, Carl's stupid question. Welcome back to Alls Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP hockey writer, Steve Wino. We are joined by Post Media's Aaron Valois, who is also a, a, a Vancouver area native like Carl. Uh, you, you two can now share stories about what it's like to, to grow up there.
2: I'm not as cool uh, as Carl is. Where I'm from is not very exciting. Uh, it's kind of country. And
0: yeah, <laughs> but, but where you're from, everyone's starting to move out to now. Everyone's starting to realize that the further out, further east you get, the nicer it is, the bit quieter it is, and and everyone's kind of pushing out of the city right now, so you're in the hot spot. Actually, my sister was just talking about, about going out that direction, so you guys were onto something.
2: Oh, it's cool, and there's bears.
0: There's bears? There's
2: so many bears. Wait, is this a thing? Yeah, there's tons of bears, and there's a cougar they put into handcuffs yesterday. It was very exciting.
1: <laughs> Did you see this, car you know I have what? no idea.
0: Well, we have everything out there, Wino. It's just whether or not you see it is is the thing. But you know what's so funny? I always remember this. And, Aaron, you'll probably love this, too, is we had a friend from out here come and visit us one time, and she just said, she's like, I can't believe how many Christmas trees you guys have. And I'm like, Christmas trees? Thinking about it, I'm like, oh, she just means, like, the regular old evergreens that we have literally everywhere. And it's something that you just don't think about. Like, it's just normal for us to... To see that landscape, and you know, there, there's that landscape throughout the U.S. obviously as well. But when you grow up in it, it's uh, you sometimes take it for granted. Now living in, in the city uh, like this, it, you don't get to see that as much. So we're pretty lucky. I like to think think how lucky we are coming from a place like that.
1: And you chose to live in in, in Northern Virginia. Now, how is all the moving in stuff going for you?
0: It's going good, except it's super windy right now. I think I can see my recycling flying across the street. My neighbors <laughs> hate me because every week we've had like 10 feet worth of recycling just sitting out there but i like to think we're doing the right thing by getting it out there and making sure it's it's picked up but everything's good we're settled we um had a big super bowl party me mandy the kids uh it was huge a couple couple appetizers so everything's going good here we're, we're excited we got a bunch of things uh a bunch of things coming up like we've been talking about the there's a women's professional hockey tournament coming out here, which I'm fired up for. So uh, things are things are starting to come together.
1: Yeah, we may have a special guest to talk about that either next week or the week after that, so stay tuned uh, for that. Um, We're actually talking to you uh, very close to the robot bartender. Uh, the, the robot bartender is over our shoulder and now there's gin drinks in addition to the vodka drinks they have before. So things are getting exciting around here just before we leave.
0: Wow, that's pretty fired up. Aaron, what do you think about the robot bartender? Is it the coolest thing ever or is it weird? It's
2: kind of strange to see it in action, um, and yes, like the other day, it forgot to put enough gin in my drink, and so then we got a free pour from a human, which I always he will prefer. He topped off your drink, yeah. Yeah, I'll always prefer a human free pour if I can have it.
0: <laughs> I think the robot has uh, AI sensing if you've had too much gin already, so it just... Uh stops pouring it, is that what it is?
1: Well, you just had a rough day, so maybe the, the maybe the human bartender could see just how tired and exhausted you looked uh, and say, oh, this this, this, this person needs more, more gin.
2: And, and like, all of the drinks have different names, but it's basically gin and Sprite and a juice, or gin and a ju- juice,
0: yes. or some oh, gin and, gin and Sprite. Yeah. It's just
2: very different, it's,
0: but oh, the interesting. names are elaborate. That's interesting. I mean, even if the drinks aren't good, it's still. Uh, I feel like it's almost a bucket list thing to say you've had a, a drink poured by a robot. So
1: yeah, yeah, Keep it does the whole shaking thing and everything. It's 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 a it's, a, it's very weird.
0: It is, but it seems like it's buzzing over there. Like, is, is this, uh, I guess it's eve- it's evening there, right? So it, everyone's yeah, kind of relaxed. And-
1: yeah, we're recording this at 7.30 in the evening on, on Friday. So obviously 6.30 back back on the East Coast. Oh, so wow. the robot, the robot bartender, or the robot that uh, makes the burgers behind us, the robot that makes the wontons is in the next room over. Um, <laughs> they, they just, they're just showing off, really.
0: They are, they are. Speaking of showing off, talk about the Great Wall of China, please, because I need to go see this thing. It's It looks amazing.
1: If you if you're ever in China, uh, it, it's it was just spectacular and, and so they did a, a, a essentially like a media tour there where you had to sign up and be one of the first forty people. I'm sorry yeah. to sign up. Uh, I didn't get to go. Yes. because oh, no. I
2: wasn't one of the first forty.
1: You might have been like forty one and forty two. <laughs> it was
2: definitely forty three. Yeah, something like line. that.
1: But so it, it was it was spectacular. It was a lot of steps and like very steep steps. You're almost like like climb mm. like like. Uh, on your on all fours, like going up the, the some of these steps, and very steep on the way down too. But it's the Great Wall. I mean, it's it's how it's how many thousands of years old, and it's it's incredible. It's just it was a bucket list, once in a lifetime, absolutely fantastic thing. Like worth like worth everything all the time to, to be able to do it it was just it was wild like they still had cameras there to watch us they still had like the security cameras there to watch us like attached to the wall but the, the thing I can get over is just how steep everything was and the stairs here they're, and, and there they're not even so you have like a foot a step that's like two inches and then a foot and then it goes back <laughs> to like six inches and then something there's no order or, or pattern to it but I mean you just saw the great wall I mean it was yeah. like yeah. It, it was hard to like catch your breath like it was just, every, like you get to the top of a summit, like a very steep summit, and you're you're all of a sudden, you're winded, and you're kind of like, I need to take a break for a couple minutes, it, but it's good people there, you're seeing something that you're never going to see again, really. I mean, we're in Beijing, China, uh, so no. How, how, how far outside,
0: outside the, city. the city is it? It
1: was about an hour ride on the bus to the, okay. the area of the wall that they let us go to was like closed off to the public. So like, one area that like, technically it's still the bubble that, that we could go to, and an hour outside and and it was so it was absolutely worth that bus ride too because i mean it's a great wall yeah yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's true, that's true. Speaking so speaking of this bubble, bubble like obviously, obviously the olympics, olympics is, is it's amazing and and i i love, I love, it. It, I love it and i love watching it, it but having a having bubble do you guys, do you guys think, think it's are you guys getting the full experience or do you feel like you wish well obviously i would assume you wish that the bubble wasn't there but do you still feel fulfilled at the olympics with with having these restrictions
2: Yeah. yeah it's interesting like so wino and i think have both done three olympics this is my third in person um and so it is really different from anything that i've done before and i'd say the most interesting part is that you used to spend a lot of time talking to different reporters and editors, and it would help me think of stories for my team. And I just feel like you don't have that natural conversation anymore, and I feel like we're all in our own bubbles i hate to say bubbles so much but
1: no but like it mean,
2: feels weird
1: we've been able to like find fun though like there, are like you can go to like other hotels and you're not staying at and get dinner and get mm. drinks and like it's been nice to have like a change of scenery but we drive by like there's like a tim hortons in beijing dude and 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 we can't get to it because it's outside the bubble there's there's obviously all the mcdonald's and the kfc and like the things we're used to but they're outside the bubble so it's oh, that's all, the, all canadians the canadians are just,
0: are just like, like Kitchen trying to get out there to get a double-double, but they can't quite well, get there. I
1: went
2: to a, what I like to call the Pizza Hut buffet on the mountain, <laughs> which was a Pizza Hut that they turned into a buffet that was no longer a Pizza Hut, but it had all of the Pizza Hut signage. It was very <laughs> exciting, but it was not, not a Pizza Hut. But yeah. I would like a Pizza Hut. Oh my hut.
1: goodness. You can't get any good pizza here. That's the one thing, like, of all the foods that they have, that like, you cannot get a good pizza, so I, I, I'm going to, this is, again, not an ad. I'm going to go to Paisano's as soon as I get back uh, because you, can, you can't get a good pizza here. But like, there's, there's the weird part now, and I think the frustrating part for a lot of us is we've been tested for three weeks now, almost three weeks now, and we still have to wear the masks everywhere unless you're eating or drinking. Like even even outside they bug us about wearing the mask. And so there's, there's an annoying part of that, that, that once we get back, I don't ever want to wear a mask again. And, and then, and I'm not an anti-masker in any way, but like, it's just, it's been so much of it that it's just, that, that's the part to me that's like suffocating. Yeah, because
2: I'm also, I don't know if you know this about me, this is a big reveal on your podcast, but I'm actually half deaf. And so I'm having a really hard time with the mask because oh, I, I can't read lip read okay. at I feel like I'm trapped, like it's really hard. I've definitely agreed to stories. That I
0: did not know what the reporter was saying, and I
2: was just like, "Sounds amazing." I have no idea. Don't even know. Oh no
0: way! It's really hard. Yeah, Yeah, no kidding. kidding. I mean, I'm, 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 I don't don't have have any, any any uh, hearing issues, and I still can't understand understand what people are saying. Like, like, I, I, yeah, like like my kids will say something something when they get in the car, and they they got their masks on, and I'm just like. I got no no clue clue what's going going on, so I couldn't imagine imagine having having to, when you rely on it that heavily. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, one of the things we don't really realize, I guess, what's going on, so yeah, that's, that's too bad, I'm sorry to hear
1: that. No, but it, it, It's been a surreal experience, the fact that we can see, like, Beijing, we, we talked about this last week, like, you're driving on the bus, you see people going about their day, and you can't get to them, and that's, that's the, just one of the weirdest parts.
2: Yeah, you don't get to know yeah. anyone within the country at all, and especially for the workers, like, they actually have to quarantine after they're done for three weeks, and so they don't get to see their families, and then, and yeah. it was really big here for New Year's, and they didn't really get to spend that time with their families so it's it's kind of hard to watch too
0: there's a lot of sacrifice to make these games happen we appreciate that because we're it's fun to watch them so yeah thank you for everyone who's sacrificing that Carl,
1: have you been able to watch any of the hockey have you been watching any of the, the other olympic stuff I've
0: watched, I've watched a little bit so it's funny because i was thinking about this yesterday that I've definitely, I've definitely been, been way, way more excited, way more excited to, watch to watch the, the women's hockey and than and I have the men's hockey. Men's sure. hockey. Uh, I and I think that's fairly universal this year of opinion. an opinion. Um, so, I so I stayed up to up watch the, the first and second period of the, of, the, of the women's final. I was I was I was pretty excited to see that it was a uh, was it 11, 11, 10 start time yeah. for in, us eh? here. It, yeah, it was really good it was so i hadn't uh i hadn't really i didn't get to watch the round robin game against them just the just the highlights so i was i was excited just to see to see the level of talent is is just crazy like it's just you know, it's getting it's getting so good so much fun to watch how fast these skaters are i think when we saw um was it uh kendall coin in the all-star game uh whatever it was a couple years back you get to see just the, the speed—it um, was just really, really cool to see. So yeah, I saw that. It was a heck of a game. Good, good finish. I'm sad I missed the the most exciting period at the end there, but it, it seemed like it was it was pretty good. And then I didn't really watch any of the men's. I just saw, just heard actually about the the results for Canada and U.S. So it was it was unfortunate. But I'm assuming you guys got to take those games in or some of the game in at least. Yeah, we are both, both, both at the U.S. Canada women's game.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes, oh, it was great. I went to the one in Korea and it ended poorly for Canada. And it did. I really thought about making a bet with you, but I forgot.
1: I wouldn't take taken that because Canada was a better team. Oh. I absolutely would not take it. made take. you do
2: something embarrassing for a national prize. I do enough
1: embarrassing things on my own without betting to, to even need that. Uh, Carl, do you know <laughs> Haley Skimura at all? Because she does some, some work for the Capitals.
0: Who's that, sir? Haley
1: Skimura on the U.S. team. It has some involvement with the Capitals. I'm sure we'll see her, oh, yes. Uh, yes. I'm sure we'll see her at that, that PWHPA uh, event uh, at MedStar, which, again, not an ad, but we will be talking about that <laughs> coming up. Uh, best women's hockey players in the world coming to Arlington, Virginia. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, when we come back on, on All's Caps, Aaron will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
1: Welcome back to Alls Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alls. And host, me is Aaron Valwa. I am AP Hockey writer Steve Wino. And now I turn it over to Carl for, for the, the, the Carl's stupid question segment.
0: Yes, I'm so excited about this. Um, but before I get going, I just been, I've been thinking about this because watching that, uh, that women's final, um, do you guys, is there a, so obviously we all talk about Carl McDavid being, Probably the best male hockey player. Is there a female equivalent to Conor McDavid right now? Is that, uh, I, I won't say who I would maybe guess that it is, but do you guys have an opinion on that?
1: I'm referring to Philippe probably from Canada. Yeah. And then Brianna Decker was back in the US and then he got her the first game. Houlain is Captain Buster, really. a Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It seems like that. I mean, it's like sometimes hard to see on TV, but just watching what she's doing out there and like sure. <laughs> Yes, you got a cheers behind you. Sweet. <laughs> good, good people out there, <laughs> Awesome. Okay, alright, Aaron, so we kind of explained to you what goes on here. Um, very, very easy, easy questions. That's why it's like called my stupid questions. Um, and so we get six of them. I you can answer however you want to answer One word, lots of words, a nod, and you, you, you can do you want to answer All right, uh, first question here is, what would you say is your guilty question? Well, I would
2: say I really like Selling Sunset on Netflix, that real estate show with all the ladies who are surgery and no one else watches it, and I make references, and no one knows what's going on, and my, boy, my boyfriend's like, why do your lips look that way? Why are your faces? I just can't help it. They're really bad for it takes take from seven episodes to solve one conflict.
0: But I'm not kidding. That's amazing. Do you, do you like it because of the character? just the outcome is so involved?
2: Yeah, I find because our work is so serious. Like, I run strategy.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I actually really love Million Dollar Listing New York. I think it, it just kills me listening to them talk, and I would, I'd love to think that all of it is legit because the real estate market in New York seems seems interesting. But I'm gonna go ahead and pretend that it all is legit still. Um, okay, would you rather uh, cook or do dishes?
2: What was the first part? Cook. Oh. Um. Uh... I hate dishes, and I'm not allowed to load the dishwasher because I'm so bad at it, so I would pick cooking. <laughs>
1: cooking. This, this sounds like Eric Fair, right? His wife won't let him use, put stuff yeah. in the dishwasher or do the dishes because he's too, because he's bad at I'm it. So,
2: but am I purposefully bad at it so I don't have to do it, or am I really bad at it? I'm actually bad at it, but if anyone asks.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, don't reveal if you are purposely bad at it. But I, you know, I'm I'm the dishes guy here, and when I woke up this morning and went to grab a coffee cup, I realized I forgot to start the dishwasher last night. So that's like a big fail for me. I mean, that's a fail. That's not the way I wanted to start my day off today. So I'll unload
2: it though, which I think is harder. I think it's yes. harder to unload.
0: If, if if the dishes are hot, it's harder.
2: No, it's just like you have Oh, it's, uh, it's like a puzzle. You have to put everything back. Sure. Yeah. Where do the forks go? I don't always remember. We just moved. <laughs> I just keep putting things back in the wrong places. Yeah,
0: me but you too. You can pick where it goes.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true.
1: You can just put it wherever you want.
2: Yeah, I was the one who decided that too in our new house, and it was. And then I went to Vancouver for a week, and my boyfriend was like, "Where did you put, like, <laughs> the pots?"
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I get that. I put stuff in the wrong spot all the time, so, so I think it's natural. Um, okay, uh, who would you say is, or do you have, a celebrity crush?
2: Uh, wow, this podcast is gonna be the end of me. But <laughs> I, oh, so I really think Zac Efron's cool. Zac Efron. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> do you have a favorite Zac Efron movie?
2: Oh, I feel I like do. oh god.
0: That's Everyone's a trick
2: gonna listen to this. Yes. Um he's really good and 17 again. I'm not a teen. I'm an adult woman. But it's a good movie.
0: <laughs> I, I, I would, if you haven't already, if you haven't already seen it, I would uh, recommend The Greatest Showman. Oh. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Like, well, I love that movie. It's, yeah, and the soundtrack is just out of this world. We listen to it all the time. We'll be in the car on the way to school and kids are like, Greatest Showman, Greatest Showman, just going crazy for it. And I have a great idea for the caps actually with this movie. So, I'm hoping that will happen at some point. Um, What's the soundtrack? (laughs) Okay, now um, this one is more Olympic related. Uh, What's your favorite and least favorite thing about the Olympics, the whole event, how it's done, the competition? Do you have something that you just can't stand the way that it's done and something that you love? Oh,
2: that's a hard question. Um, Thank you. I mean,. What I love about the Olympics is that we do they do take pretty good care of the press in terms of where you get to watch the event from. Like when I went to Big Air in Korea, I got to be really close to the run, which was super cool. So, it's fun to feel like you have a VIP pass. Um, I don't like the Olympics, I don't know, it runs like a machine, so I think sometimes the lack of flexibility sort of impedes the opportunity to tell different stories because it often just runs so perfectly that it's almost boring.
1: Well, this one's actually... This one's that has that boring because we're in a bubble. Like, nothing's... Like, yeah. Knock on wood, like, nothing's going wrong. And so mm-hmm. th- th- it's, there's a weird Olympics like that because it's not like you have the chance of like something weird happening because we're not allowed to do anything weird
2: yeah like when we uh-huh. went to rio um they ran out of food for the media within like halfway through the games and so at one point it was just all potatoes in the media <laughs> uh cafeteria it was just like different types of potatoes they have like potato soup <laughs> bread french fries some sort of stew and then something else potato and so one of the reporters just referred to it as my irish lunch because it was just all potato
1: speaking of potato uh, a quick story when we were at the in the pyeongchang olympics Aaron and i and, and a few other colleagues there was a rotation of potatoes for breakfast so we'd always like text each other or tweet about hash brown day so now, so it was just whatever because it would be a rotation of hash and whatever. When they had hash brown day, it's like get to breakfast and have the hash browns. That's like yes, the Olymp- that's like with the Olympics in a nutshell for me.
2: Our current hash brown rotation is once every three days. We had the last three days. Also fries, also once every three days.
1: Uh, yeah, we're at different hotels, but we have we had hash browns on day two and then not again, and then the last three days.
2: Oh, we've had a, a, a consistent three day hash brown rotation.
1: That's good. It's amazing. <laughs> I, like, I like
0: the regularity of that.
2: Yes, I was asked about the schedule today.
0: That's amazing. Well, I think everybody can appreciate a great hash brown. That's probably one of the best staples of breakfast. But speaking of, there's, there hasn't been really any <clears throat> any issues, but there was a little drama yesterday. Why know? I texted you about the figure skating. I'm I'm really into watching figure skating, and and there was a little something going on. And I think who is it? Johnny Weir, I believe, who's on there, and he can speak or understand some Russian. And he was trying to like. You could tell he was trying to really listen. He would put in the translation every now and then, and I'm still waiting for something to come out. So, if you guys can do any digging for me over there. I, I need some I need some info on what was going on.
1: We we have we have one writer on staff who speaks Russian, and this has been this has taken over his life for the last week and a half. I'm just dealing with this. So, if anyone's gonna know, it'll be us.
0: Yes, please fill me in next week on All Caps. Um, all right, Aaron. Next one for you is, <clears throat> what's your karaoke song?
2: I don't do karaoke out of principle. If someone
1: at gunpoint made you do karaoke, <laughs> what song are you singing?
2: Total Eclipse of the Heart.
0: How about your favorite song?
2: That would be like, the, that's like the most karaoke song that ever karaoke Yeah. But I think you need two people.
0: Which one? Which I didn't hear it. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, yes.
1: All right. Uh, so your favorite karaoke, your karaoke song is Total Eclipse of the Heart. And Carl asked you, what was your favorite song?
2: I don't think I have a favorite song. I'm, like, one of those people who doesn't have a... I don't have a favorite song or a favorite movie. You're never going to invite me back on your podcast ever again.
1: Well, we haven't had our peak guest yet, so. I don't...
2: Yeah, I don't have a... Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, the bar is so high. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted, like, 80s. Okay.
0: I, I feel like the favorite song question is a hard one, because it's, like, everyone has a favorite song from a different, different genre, right? It's hard to just narrow it down to one, but... I'm always curious if someone has one that's just like, you know, that's that's their song, you know, they, they just absolutely love it. So it's not something that I expect a, a complete answer in, but have to ask anyways. Okay, my last one is definitely Olympics inspired. Been thinking about this the last, uh, oh, now my garbage can't start to fly away. It's very windy right now. <laughs> um, it's not going to like someone's ins- car, is it? If it's it, anyone's car, it's going to be my car. And so <laughs> it's all good. Um, so yeah, this is kind of inspired by the Olympics. We had this discussion at the house. Um, when would you consider an athlete not an athlete anymore? So for example, um, I'll give give—I'll use myself as an example. I was an athlete for a few years, and now that I haven't competed or anything or done anything really that athletic, I don't consider myself an athlete anymore. However, I was looking at my Instagram uh, profile that still says athlete on there, but I don't think I can change that because it says what your profession was. Maybe I'll have to just figure out a way. But so what is, do you have like a threshold, I guess, of when an athlete isn't an athlete or is it once an athlete, always an athlete?
2: Wow. That's a, you should rename this to Carl's poignant questions because that's not, <laughs> not crazy at all. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think once you're an athlete, you're always an athlete, but I think it's because I used to run track as a child and I like to pretend that I can still be as fast as I was when I was 13. So it's probably just like an emotional answer. I say, I don't know, I think you just come with so many insights as an athlete and you're always working on, you just know so much, it doesn't go away. I think it's just, you're always an athlete. You should keep it in there.
0: Yeah, well, I see that's. I, I agree that you still would have like the instincts of an athlete, probably, but I don't know. I, I guess I also was watching Amazing Race, and a couple that was on there we kept saying that we're athletes, we're athletes. And I'm, and I was thinking to myself that, like, I mean, you, I wouldn't have the stamina that I would consider that to be associated with being an athlete, you know, in, I don't even have it now, but especially <laughs> not in 10, 15 years. So, you know, I I am just trying to figure out where you draw a line. Like, I think there's a difference between being an athlete and being athletic, and enjoying sports and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm I'm always uh, I'm always curious to see what people what people think. Why well, don't What do you think about that one?
1: So I think I think I, th- I think once you stop playing, you're a former athlete. Yeah, I. I, I... I I, I like, like, right, the problem is the weird is, like, someone like Eric Fair, who was not playing, and then he's playing again, so he, I guess he's still an athlete, or we went back from being an athlete to former athlete to athlete again. That's, I thought you were going to ask what you would consider an athlete, like, John Crock, the old baseball player, said, I'm not an athlete, I'm a baseball player. Like, these curlers, are they athletes? Yes. I mean, I mean they are. Have you seen
2: your American curlers? Yes, they're They're great. so cool. Yeah, but
1: they, they, they can also be 300 pounds and throw a stone and... Are you an athlete?
0: Well, there's 300 pounders in the NFL as well that can also run super fast. I I definitely think they're athletes. Curling is the only Olympic
1: sport I could do, Carl. It is very hard.
2: It's very hard. I've done it. Have you done it a lot? No. I'm not saying
1: I would be fairly good at it. You can just do it. That's the sport I could do.
2: It's difficult. It's like pool, but also on ice.
1: Yeah, it's and, like shuffleboard, but on ice.
2: But I just yeah. feel like whenever I go, I've been once, and I thought I was going to hit the lady in the other rink. Like it was so scary. Yeah. I just feel so what like about it's sweeping out of control. But
1: well, you could sweep, right? I didn't get that far. Okay, I mean, like I, I could do the sweeping thing, and yell. Well, keep it has right?
0: steel.
2: Well, yeah,
0: I, know. I will say this, they, they make it look so easy and smooth when they push off the blocks. Yeah, it is definitely not that easy. And sweeping, oh my goodness. Lats and triceps the next day, it's insane. So I mean, it's something that you need to try if you haven't tried for anyone who is listening. It, curling, give it a shot. It's so much fun, but its uh, you appreciate it more once you actually try and push off the blocks and not fall over.
1: I'm not saying I'd be good at it, but I say I could actually do it.
2: <laughs> I can't skate to save my life or swim or ride a bike. So I only have one skill and that's walking briskly to the shuttle to get to our hotel.
0: We do have to do that.
2: <laughs> so hard. It would be a su-
0: summer Olympic uh, a walk. speed for that.
2: Yeah, guess. race walk is hard. <laughs> all
0: sad. right, well, that's all I got for you for questions. Let me just do your tally uh, really quick here from Maple Ridge. Oops.
2: Is this like an emotional oh. score?
1: It's, 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 Carl, it's what Carl thinks about it, yes. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna go here with especially because where you're from, you get a couple extra bonus points, ninety seven points. Aaron, ninety seven points. Is that, good that gets you that gets you into I think the top top eight of like twenty. Yeah, wow. so that's pretty yeah.
2: good. I don't know what percent that is, because I'm a journalist, but it we sounds do good. Yes.
0: <laughs> it is good. we don't do math at all on this podcast. Thank you for doing that, Aaron.
1: appreciate
2: it. No, it was fun. Thanks for inviting me. And,
1: and, and thanks for being on, on the AusCast podcast. Uh, Carl, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. I will be back in North America uh, as of Tuesday afternoon. So we may be able to maybe do this in person at some point again. Uh, we'll talk uh, women's hockey and uh, come into uh, Arlington, more capital stuff. Maybe they'll have a goalie by then. Talk to you next week.
0: Sounds good to you.